Who is ready for summer? Yeah, me either. Well, so I thought until I discovered Dr. Stephen Cabral. Hear me out. Before we head into today's episode, I'm so excited to share some details with you from today's sponsor, Dr. Stephen Cabral, a board-certified doctor of naturopathy and author of The Rain Barrel Effect, whom I've had on the show in the past. He has a really incredible offer for listeners today that will help you hit the whole body reset button and get guaranteed results or your money back. Yes, if you have to ask, I've totally tried it. Here are the benefits of this 21-day detox. It decreases bloating and puffiness. I know I need it. I know we all need it. You lose weight and speed up the metabolism, rebalance your hormones, reset healthy inflammation levels, get clearer skin, enjoy healthy body sugar levels, increased energy, improved sleep, strengthen digestion. Who's ready? If that's you, this detox has been proven to work for tens of thousands of people. As limit time offer, Dr. Stephen Cabral is providing $100 off a 21-day detox or $20 off a 7-day detox. Head over to stephencabral.com forward slash Veronica to reserve your detox today. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. My name is Veronica Cisneros. I am the host, and I am super excited because I have a really big treat for you. We have a coaching call. So real life, it is happening. We get to go ahead and hear from one of our listeners um, currently what's going on and some of the issues she's experiencing in her relationships. You are going to hear me walk her through step-by-step things to do, providing her with feedback. Ladies, this is completely confidential. Although she's on here, obviously, we're not going to give you guys details as to who she is. We're definitely going to make that private out of respect for her. Grab a pen and paper because you're definitely going to want to take notes. So hello. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, Really nice person. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So tell us a little bit about you. Um, so I'm, 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 I just turned 22 on Mother's Day and I have, uh, two children. I have my, to- I have a toddler and I have a, um, I'm 20 weeks pregnant currently. Okay. Congratulations. And we, we touched on it on how, when I met you, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I should leave the relationship that I've tried so much at, or if I should stay in that relationship because, you know, I, I want to work towards progressing and building some something with somebody I love. 
and and I and I do still have feelings for this person, but I just love myself a little bit more, and it makes me feel guilty because you know um, sometimes you get put in those predicaments where you know like you want to be there and support the person you love, but you can only do so much. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about that battle of you wanting to stay because you wanted to be there to help him and support him. And at the same time, you started to realize it became too much. Right. Well, um, like I always tell everybody that I want to be in a relationship with or before I'm in a committed relationship with them, I always make it very clear to them that I respect their decisions as as a person that they are. And I'm I'm not there to change them, but I want to better each other. And I feel like we're individuals in a partnership, which gives you the liberty to do whatever you need to get done or do. But it also does. I have the same thing. It applies to me as well. So if I feel in a position where I'm not comfortable with doing certain things and you don't want to change them, then you know what? The best solution is to leave. And unfortunately, nobody wants to be like 20, 20 weeks pregnant and, you know, like a single, single mother of two. But I felt like I needed to take a decision and stop mothering this man. Like, yeah. I'm not his mother. I'm supposed to be his partner. Ah, beautiful. I'm not his mother. I'm his partner. How did you find yourself in that predicament where you you were his mother? Like, you were kind of taking on those roles, you know, with regards to maybe even, you know, telling him to pick up after himself or reminding him of appointments, reminding him to do a doctor appointment, reminding him to eat or whatever the case may be. How did you find yourself in that mother role? Um, he has, he has, um, bipolar. Uh, He has, he's bipolar. And so I realized that we had a really nice system. Yeah. Necessarily wasn't a bad relationship or a toxic relationship, you know, like people that fight every day. And unfortunately that was not my case, but I mean, I, I found myself in that predicament because I realized that every time he'd get off his medication, he had an excuse as to why his behavior changed, yeah. which I mean, understandably, you know, he has a mental problem and like, it's a, it's a serious condition, but I don't think that it gives you an excuse to completely abandon your own self-responsibility to the things that you are entitled to do for yourself and for your partner. Like you should be the one to remind yourself that if you do not take that medication, you have these outbursts and, you know, I can't be the person that's watching after you, making sure that you are getting yourself better regardless of the circumstances, mm-hmm. because that's up. And so a part of it was that he would get up, he would be really good for a while on his medication and then he would just stop taking it. And, and um, unfortunately it's, it's not my job. I cannot cure that. I, he needs to be responsible for himself. Yeah. And have these discussions for them and I'm not really the type that that would ever you know put somebody down because you know they have to be on medication for the rest of their lives um but at the same time I told them like it's these inclinations that you have when you're off of your medication are they're not (laughs) they're not they're not good they're 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 a little dangerous to me to our future And um, unfortunately, I don't want to put myself in a position where not necessarily that I wouldn't offer my help to you, but that I wouldn't want to like constantly be on top of you. I don't want to be that type that I get to the point where I have to like untrust, like I'm not trusting enough that I have to go stalk you at work. That's not the type I am. Yeah. 
have a healthy, secure relationship. And you need to understand that in order for this to work, you have to help yourself. Yeah, that's so hard. Um, you know, automatically, because we care so much about them, we do adopt those habits of being their caretaker. And then it ends up becoming like being their mother, you know, and that's not the goal at all. But watching our partner, somebody we really, really care about, we really, really love, and is also the father of our, our child and, you know, our, our, you know, our child to be, yeah, we want to make sure that they're at their best and they're a part of this transition and they're part of this, this growth. And it does really wear on us when we do all of these things and we're not seeing it reciprocated or we're not seeing them step up to the plate. Do you remember the question you asked me? So the way we met was we met on peanut and you had asked me such an amazing question. You were going through, you know, some of your battles and what you were struggling with. And I'm like, oh my God, I need you on my podcast because this is real life. And this is something a lot of women are experiencing right now. Do you remember what your question was to me? Um, vaguely, but, but if you, if you remember it, please say it. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was, I don't know whether to stay or go. I don't know right. what I don't know whether to stay or go and I feel guilty because my partner does have bipolar disorder and we do have one kid and one one child's coming up and so how can I make that decision and I remember challenging you and saying you know it's it's obvious it's not for me to answer however what are the things you're seeing right now happen and how can you How can you continue to go out and work on maybe the things that you're bringing to the table? And one of the things that you might be bringing to the table is the inability to set some healthy boundaries, right? Oftentimes we're so lost. And like I said earlier, trying to care for our partner and trying to do all of these things to help them. And those boundaries kind of go, you know, the backside, you know, the back end. And only because how can I set a boundary with my partner when he's struggling? And so... For you, you ended up actually leaving him. What was it that, you know, you said something really beautiful. You know, I I love him and I have to love myself more. So what was it um, that was the breaking point for you? Well, I mean, uh, like I told you on, on 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 Peanut, I said, you can't really love somebody or expect them to love you if they do not love themselves. Yeah. And I've backed a lot of you know, integrity, self-respect, and love for himself ultimately. And and how can I expect somebody to give me what they can't give themselves? Yeah. And made me come to the decision that although I'll be a single mother of two and I'm currently pregnant, and it's very, very hard. I'm, I'm 22 years old and, and it doesn't stop me. Like leaving him doesn't stop me from saying, man, I really like love having somebody around. I really loved having my best friend and cooking with him. And, you know, like just, just those little like small moments. And it doesn't change from the fact that, you know, like I'll always be appreciative of those wonderful moments we shared. Um, and it's a struggle. It's a, it's a battle. Every single day I wake up, I have to tell myself, you're doing this for your children and you are an example to your children about what it is to be an independent woman, that you don't depend on a man for your happiness, for your money, and and ultimately the health of your relationship. And I did the best I could, and he couldn't. And that's what brought me to my decision. That's, that's ultimately what brought me to my decision, that, you know, I, I'm, I need to be a role model for my children, and for my and I need to be there for myself if nobody else is going to be there. Absolutely. And, um, 
it hurts. It hurts and it feels selfish. It does. It feels like, you know, it's nice to imagine that you'd be with like that person for the rest of your life. It really is. We, we all hope that, you know, the person that we find is the person we love forever, but sometimes, sometimes it's okay to outgrow people. And, and, and I think in a relationship, it's constantly evolving. So I feel like if, if we've lost each other, then it's okay. Like it's just part of growing up. It's part of, part of being an adult. And part of that is for me to take responsibility of, of my situation, the decisions I made and, and continue trying to make better decisions for myself in the future. What would you say that was, was really helpful for you to make that decision? So I understand, you know, you, you self-reflected and you, you know, you were able to identify some of the things that were not going so well in your relationship. Um, I want to ask though, for you to actually make that decision, like to pull the trigger and, and move forward. What were some things maybe you received from others, maybe even professionals that helped you make this decision? My mother, she's, she's my hero. She's, she's the person that I always turn to for advice. And I remember that I told her, I'm, I'm feel, feel conflicted mom. Like this is a person I love having a child with, you know, like I'm young and, and she looked at me and, and she told me, but what do you want for yourself? Yeah. And then I immediately knew, you know what? I want to be in a place of health. I want my children to see two very healthy adults. Um, and I just pictured myself in the future. And it's hard to picture yourself in the future without the person you wanted to imagine your future with. Um, but I think the decision that ultimately moved me forward was it's, it's, all, it's, it's about me too. It is. Um, and, and I have enough dignity and self-respect to say, well, if it doesn't work out, I have to be positive because life doesn't really get easier. You just have to get stronger. And yeah. so I told myself, I would make the best decision for me, for my future. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's difficult. What would you say are some of your biggest fears now that, you know, you mentioned I'm pregnant, you know, and I'm single. Like, what are some fears that come up for you the most? Uh, vulnerability, honestly, I, I feel it's so difficult to get my toddler in the car alone. It's, it's, um, it was so nice and so helpful to be able to like take her out alone and not have to worry about this person approaching me or, or like constantly look behind my back when we're walking to the car alone or having to carry the bags. Like there's a lot of help that he gave me that I appreciated. Um, but also like another fear is like, other than the vulnerability, it's like, I, I, you know, I do fear being alone. I do. It's, it's a scary thing, especially pregnant and hormonal and, and it, and it, um, it sucks. It sucks to be alone. I I'm scared of, I'm scared of, uh, the next person I meet that will be great, but then they'll see like, Oh, you have two kids already. Like you've made that life and you, 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 um, you've already built that, you know, and I know the right person will come along an understanding person, but, um, at my age, I, I don't think you'll be with somebody around my age. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a and, fear. Uh, yeah. That's definitely a fear, right? Yeah, you, it is. You mentioned something that was really, really key, you know, vulnerability. And I think one of the main things you're saying is I'm vulnerable to how other people perceive me. I'm vulnerable to being judged. 
you know, and you mentioned looking behind you, you know, and who's watching you, you know, what judgments are they placing on you? You know, you're 20, you know, you're, you're in your 20, you're very early 20s. And how are other people perceiving me? You know, um, in addition to that, like, what does this look like overall, you know, with me developing a new relationship with, you know, somebody new? Um, would it be somebody my age or am I stuck with the limited amount of people that I have, you know, that would accept me or love me, you know, with two children? Hell yeah. I think, I, I don't think I know that's part of the reasons why women stay in very unhealthy relationships. You know, women stay in unhealthy relationships because I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be put in this predicament. I don't want to be single. I need help. What is it going to look like financially? You know, there's so many hurdles that I would have to jump through in order for me to make this decision. And that just scares me like no other. And, you know, I love what you said with, you know, I need to look at what it's going to, you know, what is my future going to look like? So a question I often ask, and I think I even asked you like five years from now, what do you want your life to look like? Because if we stay stuck in scared, if we stay stuck in fear, well, that's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to stay stuck. There is not going to be any movement. We are going to go ahead and make excuses over and over on why our partner is not taking their medication. You know, we're going to set boundaries and we're going to, you know, attempt to respect them only to feel once again, over and over disrespected and alone. Right. And so when all of these things are happening, yeah, you know, the go to answer for most women is, well, just stay, just stay, you know, because it's, you're opening up too much and you're stepping outside your comfort zone and there's too much at stake. However, one thing I want to applaud you for is you were willing to go out and look at, okay, wait a minute. This isn't working, but I don't have the answers. Let me go ahead and seek professional help. And I hosted that live um, and you were on, you were asking me questions and, you know, you were really taking my feedback, the feedback that I was giving you. And that's one thing that I really appreciate because usually women, you know, they do take the feedback, but then you also hear that hesitation. And it was very much like this aha moment for you um, of, wait a minute, I don't want five years from now to look like this. I don't want to be stuck in this predicament and, you know, I'll be miserable. I'll be yeah. miserable, right? Um, speaking more towards some of the fears you have about judgment, about criticism, about shame, who is the one person in your life? Well, I guess not one person. Let's describe the people that you fear the most that will judge you. Do you fear it'll be other moms? Do you fear it'll be couples? Um, I, I've seen it personally a lot happen to to, to young single mothers. Yeah, but I've seen uh, you know it, it varies in men, women, yeah. um, old, younger. It doesn't really matter. Everybody has their own opinions, but I the thing is that like um, you know. I, I would like to put myself in a position where I date somebody well-established with, you know, healthy set of boundaries and self-respect. And, you know, like that's ultimately my goal to want to be with somebody that's, that we're going to be not only compatible, but healthy and healthy for our children. Um, but, you know, unfortunately someone really mean told me recently um, who, what kind of like self-respecting man, self-made man is going to want a woman with two children that's single. And, you know, it, it brought me back and, and you, it made me feel, 
I mean, it feels really, really bad. Like it's yeah. not something you should be telling people. Yeah. Um, but liked and I and said like, honestly, that is a lot of people's, you know, unfortunately perspective. Like it's, it, there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of judgment with it. And, you know, um, unfortunately there's a stigma with, with single mothers, especially when they're so young that they're impulsive, reckless, they're not good moms, you know? Uh, but I, 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 I try not to be the stigma. I want a good future for my children. I've like financially secured myself enough to know, like I can, I can definitely raise two kids alone. Like I'm, I have no fear whatsoever. <laughs> um, and, and that's the thing, like, people have more fear for the things that you make for your life, the decisions you make for your own life than you do. And I think it's unfair. I think the judgment is unfair. And um, of course I, I, it hurts, but it, I don't believe it. It doesn't stop from hurting though. Yeah. Tell me more about why you feel it hurts so much. Um, because there is some, there is some truth to like, certain men that won't go after after a single mother there it's um they they feel like they put themselves in a position where they've built themselves up so they don't really want somebody that's like potentially going to do the leave them or potentially be independent or you know if a lot of i think a lot of people forget that it's the people that don't want to be better for be better for themselves that um that can't see themselves with somebody that wants the best for themselves. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I- well, I think what you're saying, I think one of the things you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like you're only judging me based off of what this looks like versus all of the work I've done to get to this level. Um, I want to say when we, my husband and I, we were one month away from divorce and, you know, I didn't want kids. I was not one of those moms that was like, oh my God, I can't wait to have kids. I was like, oh, hell no. I never want to have kids. And um, when Willie was on the, in the drill field, um, I ended up getting pregnant. And I struggled with that so much, like so, so much um, because I wanted to finish I wanted to finish my education. I wanted to pursue my career. And now I'm having this kid and I don't know what to do. And, um, you know, and then shortly after, you know, he and I aren't doing too well and, you know, divorce is filed and here we go. I am a single mom, which is everything that I did not want to be and everything that I thought I had protected myself from. And I remember going to, I remember going to Toys R Us back when Toys R Us was like open and it was like a thing. Um, this was like 19 years ago. Um, but I remember going to Toys R Us and I'm going down the aisles and, Aaliyah's a baby. She's only a couple months old. And here I am going down aisles trying to find something to compensate for her dad not being around. She has no idea what the hell is going on. But literally, I'm there. And the first aisle I go down is, of course, babies. And there is a husband and a wife together with their baby. And their baby just, of course, so happened to be the same age as Aaliyah. And it was like, shit, I'm here. And I remember being like so, so envious of what they had. So, so envious of what they had. And I literally wanted to pick up my stuff and just leave. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it anymore. I, it was like, and then I automatically, it was crazy because I automatically then felt like I have to make myself invisible. Please don't see me. Please don't see me. They're going to wonder why am I single with a baby? They're going to wonder, you know, oh, look, another single mom. You know, um, 
I think I was 23, 24 um, at, at the time, you know, single mom, you know, and I started like literally picking myself apart, literally picking myself apart. And I just, I couldn't hold back the tears. I was so overwhelmed. Um, I can't even tell you if I was able to finish shopping, but I remember getting in the car and it was like, this sucks. And me and my husband were not on this, you know, we weren't on the same page and things weren't going well for us. But I literally found myself like wanting to make amends, even if it meant compromising myself, just because I didn't want to deal with all of these uncomfortable feelings. I didn't want to deal with this judgment. And I didn't want to be in any way, shape or form dependent on him either. But it was like, what do I do? And then family events were happening and everybody's asking, where's Willie? And it's like, here we go. I have to, I remember like, kind of like going back to what you said, I remember literally like coming up with excuses or like providing them with like, no shit, my resume, like here are all the qualifications I have for being a mom. You know, don't look at me as a single mom. Here are all the qualifications I have for being a mom. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And it was like, I wanted people to perceive me as something I wasn't. I wanted people to perceive me as somebody that was worthy of having both mother and biological mother and father, you know, together. I wanted people to perceive me as having it all together of knowing and preparing and getting everything nailed down versus all the insecurities that came up for me. What is up with my body? How did I gain 20 pounds? And it feels like it's impossible to lose. There's no way I can try another dieting fat. Like, absolutely not. Ladies, are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Are you tired of trying fad diets and juice cleanses only to be disappointed by the outcome? The only way to finally lose weight and get well is by removing the underlying root cause holding you back. Your liver filters all of the blood in your body every six minutes. But with the influx of toxins in our environment, our livers cannot keep up and our bodies have no choice but to store these toxins away in our fat cells, organs, and even our brain so they are not flowing around in our bloodstream. Over time, this toxic buildup begins to cause symptoms of poor health and eventually can lead to all types of diseases in the body. The Dr. Cabral Detox is a comprehensive, full-body, functional medicine detoxification system that gently removes harmful toxins while rebalancing the body at an underlying root cause level. If you are ready to take it to the next level, ladies, what I want you to do is I want you to go to stephencabral.com forward slash Veronica. Again, that's stephencabral.com forward slash Veronica so that you can either get $100 off for your 21-day detox or $20 off for your seven-day detox. And so even right now as I'm sharing that, how do you want other people to perceive you as a mom? Um, Responsible. Responsible. I would, I, I instead of the stigma being that I'm irresponsible, <laughs> I, I want people to perceive me as a responsible person that I am capable of raising two children, even if I have to do it alone. And it doesn't necessarily depend whether I have a man in my life or not. I want them to see that I take the responsibility for my children, my decisions, 
Um, and that just because I have two kids does not mean that I have lower standards. I have, in fact, even more so high, like more, more standards than I ever have in my life because I have two human beings to go before and tell them and explain to them, well, listen, like I, I make these decisions when I was young, you know, and I've made, I, I guess you could say mistakes. I don't think they're mistakes. I don't, my children are mistakes, but I guess like I chose um, people in my life that, that I, um, I had to I compromise small bits of myself for to help out, or at least I call it help, you know, because not everybody wants that help that you're offering them. Some people are absolutely fine being however they are. And you know what? They'll find people that are willing to compromise themselves for them. But I have high standards, regardless if I'm a mother of two, three, four. Um, I have responsibility. I have goals. And I'm, I'm just as deserving as that, of that respect as a mother that doesn't have any children. You yeah. know, I'm not a mother, obviously, a woman that doesn't have any children. Yeah. And that's, that's how I wish people, like, would look at me. Um, but instead, like, I'm like, oh, like, I made the decision like a week ago, like, oh, I decided to leave him. And they're all like, they were friends that I had, like, oh my God, like, who's going to like take you in now? Or like, who's I'm like, who said I needed anybody to take me in? <laughs> who said that? And, and why are you thinking in, in that terms as if not being happy for my freedom, for, for, for my peace? Cause I think that's, that's important. My, my inner peace. And instead you're, you're, um, you're focusing too much on, oh, what are you going to do now? Um, what I, what I, what I've been doing, being myself and being responsible. Yeah. Um, what don't they know about the emotions that come up for you when you're at night, you know, when, when you're laying down at night and you're rethinking like some of the choices you've made, what do they not know about like some of the things you had to let go to make this decision? What do you wish they knew? Um, I wish they knew that it's not easy. <laughs> I wish they knew that, that I miss, I miss having, I miss having a, a person around, a partner, a, um, somebody to watch movies with. I, I wish they knew that it's a struggle for me to, to like get up in the mornings and say like, this is going to be a good day. This is, you know, it's, it's hard to be positive 24 seven. And I wish they knew the struggle that it was to think about, you know, how you have to hold yourself accountable to your children. And I think more than people's opinions, I, I deep down in my heart, I can only pray that my, my children can understand where I come from, that they know that I tried everything I could to maintain a healthy relationship with the man I cared about and also for myself. And I, I want my children ultimately to know that that nothing is more a relationship is not more important than yourself. And I th I think nobody really quite takes the time and the consideration to say like, oh my goodness, like you probably are struggling with a lot of internal fear, a lot of judgment from other people that's unnecessary. Um, and, and it's, it's hard, it's hard not to want somebody like I, I'm an independent person, but it doesn't mean that I want to be a hundred percent independent forever. Yeah. I like having a partner. I love having someone to wake up with and, and help me put the kids to sleep. And, and I, you know, people don't realize that like 
It wasn't necessarily that I wanted this for myself. It's that I had to do this for myself. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, they, they don't understand that struggle. They don't, a lot of people would rather stay in their marriages or relationships because of the fear and, and, and the stigma and the judgment and the, whatever the case is and the loneliness. Yeah. A lot of people relationship are lonely because they're lonely. Um, but that's why I've had to find that inner peace with myself. Yeah. I think uh, the biggest struggle is having to go before my, my girls, my wonderful, beautiful girls when they're older and tell them I had to make this decision and don't think it wasn't because I didn't love your father is because I love myself. Yeah. So with co-parenting coming up, what do you foresee as being some of the biggest issues? Um, probably being alone with my girls, probably being alone. He has, um, I, I think a lot of women can relate to this. A lot of women don't trust the person that they were with enough to be alone with their children. Yeah. I, situation depends. Uh, for me, I feel as if understanding his patterns now knowing that he gets off on, on and off his medication very frequently, then I do think that gives me like a hundred percent of a, of a concrete, you know, substantial what what would be the word i don't know what the word is but um a reason there you go i guess you could say a reason to not allow this man alone with my girls yeah i want that because i don't know what mood he's gonna be in and and you know i i don't know if he'll yell at them or if he's even capable of taking care of them when he can't take care of himself yeah and well that's why every situation is different i mean if he wasn't you know, bipolar, I think the situation would be a little different. I think I'd be a little more relaxed and lenient, but, but I do fear, I fear the idea of leaving my kids alone with them. Yeah. I think another thing that comes up definitely is resentment, you know, resentment that is built up towards your former partner on both ends, his resentment towards you for leaving your resentment towards him for not being the person that maybe, you know, you try to help him be. How do you see that playing also a part a part in all of this? Well, I know for sure he resents me. I know for sure he got, he told me himself that uh, but he he finds me too nitpicky. Yeah, <laughs> and I I'm abandoning him, and that I I you know I just wanted to like take control, and you know just a lot of ugly things he said to me. But I remember what I what I told him the last night. I talked to him and made my decision firm. And I told him, you have no hatred coming from my heart. None at all. Beautiful. None at all. Beautiful. You, uh, I'm, I'm an adult. And I'm, I'm smart enough to know that not everything works out the way that you want it to. And, you know, I'll always cherish those beautiful memories that I have with him. I'll always be appreciative of everything he's done for me. The time that was invested, we both invested time. I think that's what he forgets. I think that he... He thinks that just because he's invested time doesn't mean that I have. Yeah. I have as well. Yeah. I invested in love. And, and you know what? And to some degrees, I invested in that relationship more than he did. Yeah. And I can't allow myself to get taken advantage of like that. And so I told him, listen, like, I have a lot of love for you. I do. Um, and I hope that you find someone in the future that you love, you're compatible with. Um, and, and as do I, I hope I find myself somebody like that too. Um, but unfortunately, it's just not working. Um, I, I can separate. I can separate honestly the 
the feeling of, of um, being appreciative for the past, but moving and looking forward to the future. Beautiful. It does change. However, the, the sadness that I feel, because you know what? To a degree, it does feel like betrayal. It feels, I feel, I feel a little betrayed. I feel, um, and I think that's, that's my ego. I think my ego is hurt because, oh my goodness, like I was this and I did that. And you know what? It doesn't, I have to come to terms with reality and say, it doesn't matter how much I do if he doesn't want it. Yeah. And and I have to be okay with that. And I do feel a little betrayed. I, I would have hoped that this would have worked out with that person. Um, I would have hoped for, for a lot of beautiful things, but um, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's had to come to an end. Yeah, definitely. Um, with co-parenting, you know, a lot of that resentment comes up and it does blind us from being able to be an effective parent, you know, um, in addition to that, being able to go out and maintain that respect for your partner so that your kids aren't taking sides. There's so much anxiety and depression in children of, you know, divorced parents or parents that are no longer together because they're in the middle of that back and forth battle. And so being mindful and aware of like how this will impact them moving forward is very, very important. Another thing that comes up is, you know, um, the, the lack of consistency, you know, with the children. It doesn't sound like right now you guys have anything where right now it's really early on. And so it doesn't sound like you guys have like a true full game plan. You mentioned something about wanting it to be court ordered. Right. Oh, well, we don't. He hasn't talked to me in about a week since I made the decision. Gotcha. He's very angry at me. Um, and I think, I think, um, I think to some degree he's slightly narcissistic. <laughs> I think that he's, his ego is also very hurt, as is mine. That's, he forgets to put himself in my shoes as well. Yeah. I, I have the trouble of seeing things from his perspective because I think it's important. I think I do see that he's going to have his own struggles, his own fears. And, and you know what? I, 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 I'm coming from the same place. I also have those fears, yeah. but 80% because I'm leaving him and he wants me to submit and comply and be understanding of a lot of things I should not be understanding of. I think, I think that he, um, that he, he's, he's not, very cooperative unfortunately yeah uh, but, but uh I, I don't I don't I don't what's it called I, I my fears are, are different from his he doesn't want to be alone um he he can't really be alone he has he has tendencies where he just like we we've broken up la- last year we broke up like once I left him for a good like three months I said no like I'm just not really gonna work out and he tried to come back at me, like supposedly this new changed man. Yeah. And a lot of things had changed, which I'm proud of him for. You know, I really wanted to, I wanted to see the best, best version of himself. Yeah. But unfortunately he wanted to continue taking and taking and taking and taking from the relationship and from me. And I, I told him, I have standards and if you cannot meet them, then I have to let you go. I have requirements. I have boundaries. And if you cannot respect that, I need to let you go. Yeah. This, this second pregnancy was, was not a planned pregnancy for me. It came out of the blue. And to be honest with you, I had a lot of feelings. I was like, oh, my God, this is not really what I need. not really what I, what I want, what I'm planning for. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, 
I was stuck in I was stuck in a place where I was like, this is this is I'm I'm planning to go back to school like next semester. Like it, it derails me a little bit, you know, yeah, my life. And um and I was like, and you know what? I don't trust this man enough to to like have a child with. I don't. Yeah. And another and I think I, I think another child is a blessing for me but um at the same time I was like I it's just it's not in my plans right now definitely it's not and um you know he I, I I told him you are going to have to be better for yourself and for your child leave me aside you have to focus on fixing yourself because if you cannot get yourself under control I eventually will be putting up your predicament where you're going to have to make me leave you. And um, he's like, no, like nothing like that is ever going to happen. And I'm, I'm promised this false promises that. Um, and, and then he did it. He did it again. And I told him, okay, you know what? I've had enough. Yeah. I've had enough. I gave you a very serious choice and you made the choice to self gratify yourself rather than think about the future of your family. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, it sounds like, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty um, strong in your decision and, you know, with your ability to move forward, which is great. Um, it sounds like you, you are definitely at peace with this too. And I understand it was a very difficult decision to make. So if somebody is pregnant and in a very unhealthy relationship, what piece of advice would you give her? To love herself. Because when you when you're a self loving, self respecting human being, you would never allow somebody to treat you like garbage. Yeah, you have standards and boundaries, and there are people that love you. I'm sure of it. And uh, my, my, I guess that's my advice. Like, like, um, love yourself. You, you you're you're deserving of that self respect. And unfortunately, there are some people that are just never going to give it to you, and they're going to lie to you about it, and they're going to you know, try to cover your eyes and, 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 and sweet talk and, and, but you have to know deep down inside what your limit is. Definitely. And trying to make that decision for yourself. It'll be the best decision you'll have ever made. Mm-hmm. And you'll have peace and you'll have happiness. And it, it, it's like, why do you fear being alone? If you already feel or being alone, if you already feel alone in that relationship. Bingo. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's really not any different. It's so you're going to go through a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, but you stay strong and you do it for you because, you know, you're worth it. Yeah. One thing that helps me with making my decision um, just in general, you know, is thinking about that five-year plan. What do I want my five years to look like? And how am I going to be a part of participating in that five-year plan? You know, a question I often ask women as well is if your kids had the same relationship as you currently have right now to this day, would you praise them or would you pray for them? And if you would pray for them, well, why? And how can how can you start to be part of this process of change? And if you would praise them, awesome, high five. You, you know, it sounds like you're happy. But if you're not happy, it's not something that's just going to magically change over time. So I'm glad you were able to say that. You know, there's a feeling of loneliness either way in the relationship of a dysfunctional, dysfunctional one and then one that you're, you know, you're alone. But if we look at both, which one ends up being the healthier path? Well, the one where you are alone, feeling lonely, but on the path towards some level of progress versus staying in an unhealthy, dysfunctional marriage, all because you're pregnant. 
Good job. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to me. You've really provided me with a lot of insight. And, and you did help me come to the terms with that decision because in the next five years, I want to see myself in a healthy place and I want to see my children healthy. So I really appreciated you for saying what you said. And I'm really glad that I was there at the right moment and the right time. And, and I asked the right question. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And I'm definitely looking forward to hearing all about your progress in the future. Right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Bye for now. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.